Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. The message behind the Grief Gang is to normalize the topic of conversation that is grief. People living with grief can often feel ashamed, isolated and alone. This podcast was created to break those taboos after I myself experienced all of those feelings after the loss of my mum in 2016. I decided enough was enough and we need to talk about this. You'll hear on this podcast an array of stories and experiences, some being my own and some being fantastic guest episodes and their incredible stories. You'll laugh, you'll cry, but I hope above all, I hope you'll learn. I hope you'll learn that you are not alone in your grief journey, that you have a voice and it should be heard, that you and your grief matter. So without further ado, I'll let you enjoy the episode. Happy listening. Right, hello grief gang. I'm pissed off at myself because I have... <laughs> We've done this. Yeah, see look, the microphone wants to work now. But we're here, we've done it, we've sussed it out. We will go again. <laughs> the previous little recording was A1, and I'm livid that I recorded it in the laptop and not through the mics. <laughs> but we go again. We go again. So, without further ado, Grief Gang, I just had to have that little spout there and just get it out to you. You know how it is. Um, I am joined by an acquaintance turned fantastic friend, and I'm so, so happy that we are finally here and recording together because, I mean... I just know we're going to have fun. <laughs> Maybe a bit too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, we do have passion fruit martinis with us right now at um, now nine minutes to four on a Tuesday afternoon. I think that's acceptable. Absolutely acceptable. And I'm here for it. <laughs> and we are also in a lovely, lovely restaurant slash bar in Islington, which is Rachel's little local hangout. Which I'm so glad she's brought us to because mm. we're going to get a free Christmas dinner after it. <laughs> So if you hear a little bit of background noise, don't, you know, freak out. I'm not, you know, on, we're not on some back end of the alley. We are in 
<laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Not yet, darlings. Um, <laughs> so yeah, without further ado, I would like to introduce my lovely friend Rachel Ch- uh, Chadwick. <laughs> Rachel Chadwick. Oh, this is gonna be. Fun. This is gonna be fucking. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus. Um, the founder and creator of Sixty Postcards. Yes. Hello. Clicks, 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 clicks. <laughs> Hi, hi, hi. How so, are we doing? I'm good. I just, it's just so nice because what we've been chatting online for six, yeah. I say six months About, more. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like a I year. I think since <laughs> lock, it does, does doesn't it? And I think that's what's so nice about like the friendships that have come from yeah. the community, like mine and yours and with the boys. And I think that's come from, from the group, from the group. Like that's how I first met you. Yeah. And then yeah. we've just, oh, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And it's been so delightful. There's nowhere for other than delightful. And I'm so glad that we are finally here. I was in our soppy moment. (laughs) Get out there now. Before we get peshed later. (laughs) (laughs) No, it really is. It's great to be here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing podcast. What can I sign? (laughs) (laughs) So if you could please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and how you are part of this grief world. Okay, so my name is Rachel. Uh, we've got, got that far. Um, <laughs> I work as a communications consultant. I work currently on an like, impact campaign uh, for a film, which is amazing. I'm loving doing that at the moment. And I've worked in like, the international development space and charity world for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I am part of the grief gang because of my mum, mm-hmm. Vivian Chadwick, <laughs> used, to, used to be love. Uh, that was her surname. And... Yeah, so mum passed away in 2012 of bowel cancer and it was, I mean, it was, pr- it was pretty sudden. So she, yeah, she had been feeling unwell. We knew there was something wrong and, and she knew there was something quite serious, I think. But it was, her diagnosis was in the January and then 16 days later she died. So mm. that was yeah. just pretty you quick. Know, that yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, it was... I still can't really quite find the words for it. It's that cause mm. it's a classic thing. You go to the kind of cliches of it. it felt like the longest time in the world, but then nothing yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. And the thing with cliches, like, in a visit, I always say they are cliches for a reason. Right. There is some substance to them. Yeah. And yeah, in those moments, they feel like just the longest moments of your yeah. life. Yeah, and mum had been really healthy and yeah. had never really had any like big health problems. And yeah. Um, was like just you know just the linchpin of the family. She yeah. was she was the mum yeah. and very close to her and loved hanging out with her. So it was just for for the family. It was just the biggest shock in the world, really. Yeah, it yeah. was like the world stopped. Yeah, yeah, as it does. And are you, obviously, yeah, you've got your sister. Do you have any other siblings? I've got two, well? sisters, two sisters, Sarah right? and Hannah. Yeah. Are you the eldest? I'm the eldest. You're the eldest. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then with that, like... Oh, my God, my question just went out of my head. Um, obviously, with that... So you were all older, obviously, then when mum died. But did you feel then, when mum died, that, like, hey, mum's not here, I'm the eldest? Yeah. What did that feel like? Did you feel like you had to... Not fill her boots, but... Did you feel a sense of responsibility then? Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely did. But even though... My sisters would say I, d- I didn't need to, you mm-hmm. know, it yeah. wasn't... But just something, yeah, something about Clicked it. In you. Yeah, always been, I've always been quite motherly anyway, I guess, yeah. as I am. So, I, yeah, I really felt like I wanted to be mm-hmm. 
doing that but obviously before long you realise you can't you can't be that person you yeah. just need to be big big sister just the sister really because yeah. actually because sometimes that's what not you don't, you don't want that to change no. yeah like you know that you can't you can't fulfil mum's boots yeah and nor do you would you want to and yeah. nor just just want to but it's definitely like a primal thing isn't it definitely to, to protect them yeah and actually and I'd actually say though Sarah Mm. Shout out to my sister Sarah, <laughs> middle sis. Yeah. She's definitely the most mature of us, anyway. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, like the roles. <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely oh, I love it. Um, would you mind taking us completely at discretion for yourself, taking mm-hmm. us in those final days of mum and in that moment when mum did pass? Yeah. Mind? Of course. So it was. It was. We got the phone call. I remember. I got it. I was in London. Mm-hmm. I am in London now, but no, I'm. <laughs> Hang on a minute, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> am I? <laughs> Who knows? Um, no, I was in London working and I had been back and forth when she'd been not very well. Mm-hmm. And then I was at work when I got the phone call from Dad. Yeah. And I think that even the fact that Dad was calling me, I knew Alarm the burst. tests yeah. were not good because she would have just called me. And he just said, Rachel, it's cancer. Mm. We've got to wait till next week to find out what the the steps are they're going to take mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't look particularly good mm. and then it was a week later I went then home mm-hmm. but then I came back again I kept going back up, back up and down and yeah. that's something that now is where like is where is home Dorset Dorset yeah a little place called Wimborne mm. and I think like looking back it's, to me it's even surprising that I didn't just go back and just stay there yeah. but I kept coming back for a night because mm. I I found it seeing my mum deteriorate yeah. like that and also I didn't feel like I was being my best self I was okay. getting angry yeah. and not being helpful mm. and finding it all too much yeah. so I felt like I had to take myself away for a night to then come back and regroup be, and regroup go again and be yeah. as the best I could mm. in front of her as well yeah. because I didn't want her to see yeah. me breaking down because mm. I can't even imagine how scared she was about what was about to happen yeah, yeah. But then, of course, you know, the drugs kick in and she was slipping away. And I just remember so clearly one night I was, I had to try and help her get up the stairs. And mm. it was just that moment. And it was, yeah. it was looking like a month yeah. earlier. She was fine. Yeah. And now she couldn't get up the stairs. Yeah, and you're now assisting and I was her. Taking her boots off. And I just remember thinking, how's this? How have we happened? got from there to here? Yeah. And just cancer, just bloody fucking Can- cancer. Yeah. Just how it just. Can Trips. move that quickly, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that that was all very difficult. And then she, because it was moving so quickly, and they were they were sure it was only going to be. They did say it could be a few weeks, but mm-hmm. actually, it was so quick. But there wasn't time for her to go to a hospice or anything like that. Yeah. So we set up the room downstairs, mm-hmm. and she had a final couple of days there. Mm. But she did do this amazing thing. Well, A, none of her kids were there when she passed away, and mm. I feel like she did that on purpose. But think, we, yeah. yeah, me and Sarah went to the local market, right. and then my sis, other sister was at her house, and then I got the phone call from Dad that it had happened. Yeah. But just before we went out, right, in, in where we live, the local paper's called The Daily Echo. Okay. And Mum and Dad both loved a dad joke. Yeah. I mean, I think that's <laughs> why she was with him he's got the worst jokes in the world but she loved she found him the funniest person in the world and she honestly she'd barely been able to communicate for two days and that morning that she died when we were on the way out dad was like can you pick me up a paper and we heard her say echo and like echo echo he said daily echo and she said echo I know I had to think that yeah (laughs) 
But it was just like, we were like, she definitely was taking the mickey. Yeah. Like, she was definitely joking. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Or, like, I don't know. It was just, it was really weird. Yeah. Was, but to still, on her, on her deathbed, to, to still I don't know. crack a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Get a Echo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I love it was that. It's just so nice. And then obviously it wasn't so nice when we got to the house, but um So yeah, so like in this in the quickness of that, you've just popped to the shops. Yeah, we just popped to the shops and then drove back. Yeah. Um and then yeah, I I couldn't stay in the room too much to say goodbye yeah, to her. Yeah. I mean I could hear my dad in there and mm. you know, I think the sisters took a bit longer, but I didn't like it and yeah. I said a quick goodbye and yeah. then I left the room. I couldn't I did too, couldn't yeah. Couldn't do it. I couldn't cope. Um, yeah. And then I think actually and I'm sure so many people find this, it's just that harrowing that you know when like when people are coming it's not an ambulance to take mm, someone, it's to save it's yeah. this is fine. And so it really that for ages, I mm. couldn't even look at ambulances in the same way because yeah. I was like, "Why didn't she get an ambulance?" She didn't even to save get that. Her? Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, it was that you know, hearing them put you know yeah. stretch her mm-hmm. out of the house. I we you know I, just, I didn't look. I couldn't. No, yeah, but, um, you don't. You don't need to look to know what to know no. what's going on. And yeah, but yeah, so it was just. But it was just such a whirlwind that all of that, and then two weeks later, her funeral, and then back to work yeah. and it was as if I'd been on a long holiday yeah. and I think a lot of people thought I had really? which was really awkward yeah. <laughs> so were you like was people thinking that were you quite open also her mum's diagnosis it was so quick it's yeah. kind of almost you didn't really have one time to internalise it yourself mm. and then internalise it and let people know so yeah if you did drop off grid for a little while people might have thought yeah you've just fucked off to the Caribbean for a bit yeah. and it's like no yeah went through this whirlwind of mum being diagnosed and then yeah and well, then her passing exactly I came back and obviously I'd, I'd actually what I'd done in a couple of days before mum died is I reached out to a few of my friends to, to make a pyramid of like people being able to like find out when, without okay. me having to call everyone yeah. so I knew that a couple of people from work knew already mm-hmm. and I think I was almost hoping that they'd, they'd spread it around yeah <laughs> you know, so I didn't have to deal Do with it, for it. Me. but yeah. when I got back it was it was a it was the most mixed bag and I think I've definitely I've written about this before and I do feel I do feel guilty because what I'm I'm not I'm not saying that anyone is bad there is no right or wrong mm-hmm. But it was. I really enjoyed observing the reactions. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was so interesting. So yeah. I had the people who would honestly like <laughs> rush past the tea. You know, <laughs> yeah. when I was making tea, they'd rush past. They were like, "Oh, I can't." You know, can't deal, can't with, deal you. with it. Yeah. You get some you know people what? who are like, "I lost my dog last week." Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and I, yeah, <gasps> or whatever. And then you get the head tilts, and some people would actually cry to me. Some yeah. people wanted to hug me. Yeah. And, and, it, and then and then there was this moment at the pub. Oh, no. This poor woman. Oh, no. And I just like to say, if you're out there, I'm sorry for this. <laughs> if you're but listening. If you're listening. But this is what I was so all over the place. I was, that yeah. she did, set, she she said, how's, how's your holiday? Have you, oh, have you been away? And I God. said, no, my mum got cancer. It, it was too late. She died and I've just got back from her funeral. But how's your week been? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, she's done nothing. <laughs> She but then she was fine, me. obviously. But it just came out. Well, that's the thing, you know, she asked, and it's <laughs> almost like you kind of weigh up your things, and then you're like, right, do I lie or do I just tell the truth? You're and then it was great, and it, like she was like, oh, you know, and we had a chat yeah. about it, and it was fine. But I was just really like, I felt really <laughs> you kind of say bad. Out loud and you, 
the look on their face yeah. can be, oh, wasn't expecting that. Is that no, well, it's terrible. don't ask if you shouldn't expect the worst answer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But I mean, you know, I would have dealt with that differently had I known what I know now. But yeah. You know, it was just, but it was just like those moments, like, as you know, just afterwards, it's just your head is all over the place, your emotions are all over the place. How can anyone know to how to help you yeah. if you don't know how to yeah, help yourself? Yeah, true, absolutely. I felt like some... Um, I'm sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say, I felt some days <laughs> yeah. I really wanted people to ask if I was all right. Yeah. And, and then the next day I'd be like... Do not talk please to Please don't me. even... Don't even look my yeah. way. Don't even dare even breathe near yeah. me. Yeah, so yeah no, no I totally feel that. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> I feel like even now sometimes I even like that a little bit mm. and I feel like I don't know if that's something that will ever, not like ever change but will ever really kind of you can never say never for them days happening again right yeah Cause sometimes yeah it's like don't get me wrong I've got podcasts I talk about grief all the time but there's sometimes I just like, I just, just want to shut off and just like melt down yeah and I feel like that's I think that's a big conception, especially misconception, especially for grieving people that those days yeah. do go away sometimes. Mm. But I think there's something really beautiful in that as well, the fact of that 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 love that you have for them is still so strong that even years or decades down the line right. you still have those days where you just wanna shut off from the outside world and just embrace all things then. Yeah. Just like fuck off everyone else. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> do you find like with your because you do you do mm. so much online, do you feel like sometimes you feel like you just want to just completely switch off and take a complete break? Or oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just like sometimes I feel like even my own grief gets actually pushed to the side. Right. Where I wouldn't go as far as saying I take on other people's grief I support and all I've ever done is speak about my own experiences and if, if that itself has supported people or educated them then my job is done yeah but there are times I'm just like I just kind of just want to just totally switch off but yeah. then the the little the part in me that is so passionate about this yeah. will always pull me back and pull me go and it will never pull me back in the sense of like pull me back for for the people like be like go back yeah. you have a duty to these people because I think when you do that that's when it can become a slippery slope mm-hmm. it has to be something you do for yourself yeah. so I'm like I know Grief Gang makes me feel good yeah. in the days when I do feel low Grief Gang and the whole the whole community makes me feel good yeah. just I, if I was like had a down day on Sunday I was like you know I'm just going to log in I'm not going to go on as like Grief Gang and yeah. do anything I'm just going to observe and just look and just read other people's stuff and and sort of be like the outsider and not like the the community leader i just want to be a part i just want to just want to sit and listen and watch other people and yeah you know they're having a good day and i'm having a bad day so i can kind of see this bad day won't be forever it won't be forever um so i love the bloody community We love the community. <laughs> we love the community. Right, let's talk about your community then. Now we've swiftly got into that. Oh. 60 postcards. Yeah. Talk us through, okay, how 60 postcards began, why it began, and what and what it is. Okay, so it was, it was not long after mum died, so that was in the February. I think it was during the summer, really. I, I started just being very aware that I'd completely stopped talking about her. Mm-hmm. I was not talking about her at all. Yeah. Like, not 
talking about memories or stories mm-hmm. or I'd completely done the classic I'm okay get on with things yeah. which you know so many people do and it's like a natural I feel like it's just a complete natural reaction mm-hmm. to be like I'm just gonna just get on with stuff yeah and yeah not, and I at the time because it was eight years ago there was so little out there in terms of yeah like, yeah there was not very yeah. little very in, small pool yeah yeah, yeah. In a, as in terms of grief community and I just I didn't really know what to do but I knew that I wanted to shift the milestones because mm-hmm. they were just the anxiety beforehand I think was even worse than the day itself I was just I think yeah. I've told you this before yeah. it was just the lead up mm-hmm. I could spend the whole month yeah. like worrying yeah, about cheering, it yeah. but I thought for what would have been my mum's birthday that year this her 60th birthday mm-hmm. I, would, I wanted to change it up I wanted mm. to try something different and make something of the day so yeah. I had something to look forward to mm-hmm. and celebrate her so mum had given me Eurostar vouchers the year before she died for my birthday and I would have loved to have gone with her to Paris mm-hmm. but um, she died so she <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, uh, no, but she died she died so <laughs> I couldn't take her um, and just probably one of the most beautiful moments between me and my mates I just put an email out saying I'm going to go to Paris on this weekend yeah. if you fancy coming along you're welcome to join yeah, me yeah. Um, and just just a Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Amazing. They were, you know, they were all just like, yeah, we're in. Yeah, we're coming. And it was like 11 of them came Aww. and it was just amazing. And then I thought, I, re- I want to go and celebrate her, but I, mm. I want... I want to do something more. I want to. I want to tell the world about her. Yeah, yeah. I want to tell the world her name. Tell the world her name. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, how do I do this? What do I do? What kind of, you know? I thought about it, and I, I think it was with. I was having a, like a chat with my sister, and I, I don't know. Postcards came up because like, I was okay. going because I was going somewhere. Like when mm. you go away, we went away with the family. We went. To, we always went to Cornwall, but. We'd always yeah. buy postcards. Get a postcard, so, yeah. Yeah, or even yeah, if we didn't, side. even if we didn't send them anywhere, sometimes yeah. I'd just end up home with a load of postcards yeah. as well. Do <laughs> you know what it. I mean? But I just thought, and then I just thought, oh, that's the perfect size for just writing some, just a special note about yeah. mum. And then I was like, well, I'll do sixty because it has sixty birthday, sixty yeah. birthday. And then I wrote, decided to write the same message on each one. Yeah, which was it took a while. But oh my god, you had the hand cramps. Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of hand cramps. <laughs> took, a, took a while, but. And then decided the, to put my email address on the bottom. And mm-hmm. I thought, I'd put it out there, put a little call out to strangers. If you find this, let me know what you're doing. Yeah. You found it, like, get in touch. Yeah. And this was, like, only eight years ago, but it feels quite old school because it was a handwritten note and my yeah. email address. Mm. I didn't really, I don't think I really used social media then, like... No, yeah, no, it wasn't that big, that yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 
definitely wasn't on Instagram or anything like that. And then I, um, yeah, I scattered them all around the city with my mates. Well, we yeah. were during drinking a lot of wine yeah. and having a great time, but and talking and like smiling about mum. Yeah. It was really like therapeutic. And when I look back on it now, and I always say this to everyone, because I'm a bit like, oh, it is really cheesy and it is really cliche and everything. But it also it was quite, I feel like it was, I turned, I don't know if you found this, but I felt like I started wanting to call her mummy again. Yeah, Even kind of was your inner child. Yeah. yeah. I just suddenly was like, I oh, turned mommy. kind of into yeah. a bit of like Aww. a, you know, a young, my younger self. Yeah, baby almost. Rach. Yeah. yeah. And so I wanted to do this magical fairy tale thing for her. Yeah. But then... I left those postcards around and I was really fortunate that I got back to London a few days later and I started hearing from some people who found them. So, yeah. yeah. What was your reaction when you found, when you got the first email of someone? When you did it, did you kind of think, nah, no one's going to find them? Do you know what? This is another thing. It was really loaded, actually, because, of course, I said, I don't mind if no one finds one. But I was desperate. Of course. I was so desperate. The hope. I was like, please, just, just someone, one person. Someone, yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've put, I put. well, this is the beginning well, of the pressure I put on myself for this yeah. whole project. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I was on the overground. I was with my friend Becky, who mm. came with me, one of my really close friends who I've known for years. And I screamed. I would, that uh, would have been insane. And that, we, bonjour, and we, Rachel. Yeah, hello. <laughs> and I was like, no. And she was like, she looked at me and she just knew. No, it's yeah. I was like, I've just checked my emails and she said no. Oh I said my yes. God. And then we just hugged and squealed and I, I called I called my dad. I remember telling my sisters like it became like I it became like an excitement thing yeah. even or has anyone else found this week or yeah. Yeah. How many to this date do you know have been found? Do you know what? On the sixty postcards front, only about nine. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. No, but, but I think that's but in a way still then. to know still that there are my maths. 51, yeah, 51, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out knows? there still, yeah. waiting to be found. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. But I think the main thing about it was, for me, I found, without being able to speak about my grief as openly as I'd like, I, because this had been such a magical experience and there were other people that had got in touch, mm-hmm. I really wanted to write about what had happened. Yeah. And that gave me the perfect way for me not to just be like, hi, I'm not okay, this is a grief blog, but mm-hmm. hi, this thing's happened, yeah. and weave in the, talking about mum and yeah. what happened that way. So that, yeah. And I wrote it very much like a book as a, in a blog, because yeah. I just wanted there to be a positive thread yeah. along, throughout, throughout yeah. it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And in the book, yeah, so then, so then how did that come to be? So, so, so then, okay, so 60 Postcards Paris, yeah, and then started blogging, more started blogging. That, started blogging yeah and then came the book yeah well, i think i think did what what came first <laughs> no <laughs> i remember no i went to new york but right, not that right. one okay all right. oh yeah, i just remembered yeah right okay go on and go no. on and go on and guys there is some <laughs> mate you're gonna fucking love this guys <laughs> no um i went to no but one of the postcards me and mum used to love uh, mm. watching dance yeah. And um, so when I got a postcard from a ballet dancer in New York, yeah. I just, like, my heart went. So so then after Paris, then, yeah, you went to New York and did something, and then did so the same thing. Yeah, yeah, she'd found the postcard, sent so it, yeah, yeah, and then she lived in New York. 
oh. and then I went out to meet her. So wow. yeah, and watched her perform. Oh my god, like where it will take you, and like now, where it will yeah. take you. And left more out there and then yeah, and then I was just really really lucky. Um I got mentioned in uh, a publication, well, an email called Emerald Street, which is used to be okay, it yeah. used to be part of Stylist magazine. Oh right, yeah. Um Anna Fielding, the amazing editor of that. Put, just put me in a tiny little bit of her newsletter yeah. that goes out, or their newsletter that goes out to however many thousand yeah, people. Yeah. And I just got a really lovely reaction from people who wanted to like yeah. follow, share their stories. And then I did hear from like the literary world, which was yeah. amazing yeah. Um, about turning it into a book. Fantastic. Yeah. Right, and then now I'm going to ask you. <laughs> right, so when, <laughs> so when I first obviously started like looking at Rachel's page of 60 postcards came across this one picture and I was like no she fucking didn't it's a picture of Rachel and the princess Meghan Markle right so now you need to tell me the fucking story because I was like oh my god it's our princess you know what? You can imagine my friends are going to be so bored of hearing this because it's, <laughs> it's my one story on repeat. You know, I would absolutely tell everybody. I feel like I could have I could have done a lot more with this story, and I've, I've kept it very <laughs> yeah. very quiet. And I'll just put an Instagram post every year. Wait, when I saw Miss you, like, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> every year. Miss you, babe. Let's go for drinks soon. <laughs> All honestly, the amount of DMs I get giving me shit, and I completely get it. But I, I will be it. like, oh, I'm just like, it's mine and Megan's anniversary. Oh, everyone, yeah, yeah. it's coming up. The it's post coming is up. coming up, and everyone's like, there it is. Here we go. Yeah, I was waiting for that one. <gasps> so anyway, How? well, so sixty postcards. After I'd done my the, the project for myself, mm-hmm. I also then um, was receiving so many messages from people who wanted to be part of it and take yeah. and like share their story. I um, put a call out for people to send me their postcards, mm-hmm. and I went back to New York. And so I got, I think it's about fifty postcards sent mm-hmm. to me with like um, amazing stories about people's yeah. loved ones. And then I had this whole plan to where if they were found, so I took them out there, yeah. left them around New York, and then if anyone found one, I'd connect them with the writer. Yeah. So that was like, and actually that was the most stressful thing because I was doing it on behalf of other people. Yeah. And I really wanted it. I really just wanted, wanted it to, to work. It to work. Yeah. But, um, but when I was going out there, I thought, oh, well, I'm going to just let a few, like, see if I could get a couple of um, like bloggers involved. Yeah, yeah. And see if they wanted to, like, write about it and, and do it with me. Yeah. You know, because I didn't, I don't really know New York that well. And I thought that'd be a good way for, to share the story. And I just messaged, she had a lifestyle site called The Tig. Yeah, rings bells, yeah. Yeah, and she just, um, so she had that, her own, like, yeah. thing. And I just messaged them saying, would you mind sharing a tweet? This is what I'm doing. Like, would you like to join me or anything? Yeah. And then she wrote back to me personally saying, oh I'm going to be in New York that, that, that weekend that you're there. Oh. She was there for the UN General Assembly, actually, where oh she was speaking. God. And she was like, I've got a couple of hours. I'm going to come and meet me and we'll do it. And but I was you like, were like, oh my God. Well, I mean, well this, was well, no, this was pre, pre this was This was pre Harry. But was yeah. it was it pre suits? No, it was during it was, suits. So yeah, she was pretty, she was pretty yeah. big, yeah. Yeah, so you really she is our <laughs> princess of our heart. I've got and to any say, of you who don't fucking like her, get off this fucking podcast now. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but honestly, like. I am obviously a big backer oh, of Megan because yeah. she's my best friend and I was, yeah. a, I was a bridesmaid. Best, duh. <laughs> but I saw you there. I went to the castle. I was there yeah. at the wedding. I saw you. Yeah. yeah, I was there. You just couldn't see me. I was just out of shot. <laughs> um, I genuinely, 
the conversations I have with her, mm. she's she's super authentic. And she was doing, trying to fit in about ten things that weekend, and like, especially helping me, that she was getting nothing out of that. Yeah, and yeah. then she got a signed book. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Megan! I can't believe I gave her that. No, but I don't say signed. No, I meant like no. I I wrote, wrote a little note to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I mean is like she really did not have gave to help you me. her time. No, and she like, was like, I want to yeah. do this, and I want to help, and I'm, this is amazing. And actually, one that she helped me leave was found by was a girl found. Sing. so good oh, but um love you megs love you megs but yeah like, <laughs> and then she kept in touch and like oh love yeah she was really like yeah like i said like, genuinely cared yeah genuinely cared for what the outcome of yeah. it would have been and how she can can do yeah gonna yeah. use it for something yeah like, for her benefit but yeah she had, there was there was no there was no, no gain for it for her so yeah team megan queen of our hearts just like diana <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. three months when she died, when Diana died. <laughs> My dad actually asked me the other day, we were talking about that and stuff. We were talking about like monumental, this is sidebar, no. monumental times when I remember um, when things like like things like 9-11 and stuff like that, where were you? And my dad turned to me and went, where were you? And I was like, in a high chair? <laughs> Mum giving me fucking breakfast? <laughs> like... He was like, oh yeah, you're only like four. <laughs> and then and then we were talking about, and he went, oh, and Diane, and he did it. He went, oh, do you remember where you were? I went, and he went, oh no, you were like three months old. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, Dad? Like, oh, honestly. I, I don't oh, think he knows my birthday is, to be honest. Typical <laughs> <laughs> dad, literally. Right. So, next question. <laughs> question. I feel very French. Are we even talking about <laughs> 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 what is your outlook on life now? Do you think anything positive has come out of your grief? Obviously, okay. 60 postcards. I think that's very positive. But in terms of your own personal outlook now on life. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually don't think, <laughs> I have to be honest, the timing of 60 postcards was helpful for me. Like, even yeah, though it felt, before, like, yeah, you? Even yeah. I felt like it was... I actually ended up deferring my grief, yeah. which was which you know, and then, and then I dealt with it later. And but that was quite tricky. Mm. But I think, but the positive is the number of people I've met yeah, along the journey of this. Yeah. Like uh, even that first few months when I lost mum, and I didn't have, I didn't feel like I had any way to talk about her, mm-hmm. or you know, and An all outlet, that. Yeah. And now I look at over the years mm. through the pro- through the project, but also just complete strangers yeah. that like uh, you know and You've now spent the empathised with yeah totally and that's I mean it's, it's amazingly positive yeah. and like my outlook in life definitely give less shits obviously since yeah. mum died you know yeah. like yeah. and all that but really it's about I think for me it's about people and the people that yeah. I've met I, I'd say that too I think I look at like my friendship circle now and just the just like the richness from all of these relationships and friendships that I've made and like what was life like before you all like what was life like before having bullet bullet fucking sirens (laughs) piss off man you know you're in London fuck me (laughs) so rudely interrupted me (laughs) (laughs) alright we get it um Okay, this is the big one. The, oh. the I love this question. Mm. I think as long as grief gang goes on for this, will always stay in it. If you could tell, so you sort of said in the other one, if you could tell your past self one bit of truthful and honest advice for this grief journey you're about to endure, what would it be? 
Oh, you know, see, I already knew you were going to ask me that. Yeah. I'm still struggling with it. I'm so like, the way I, when people struggle with it, I just say, literally, envision you're in that moment when mum died and almost like it's gone like, take one yeah. of you and you're standing in front of yourself and you're almost holding yourself. Because this, this, this is how I used to see you. And I'd be like, looking at myself, I'll probably high shit. But <laughs> looking at yourself, just going, right, this is everything that's about to fucking happen, right? Mum's died, this is that. Here's some hot tips for you. Do you know what? This is going to be... This is, I know this is an obvious one, but for me, I would say to myself, reach out when you, when you need to. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be afraid to tell people yeah. because I still think, even when I started speaking more about my grief, I still wasn't picking up the phone and being like, do you know what? I'm not okay. Yeah, yeah, Please, may yeah. we meet for a drink? Yeah. And like have a chat or could you mind if we just have a quick chat about mum yeah that's something that I think in eight years I still struggle doing now yeah and my friends are amazing and are so supportive but I think back then I would say please don't be afraid to yeah to reach afraid, out yeah. reach out for help because I mean there's, they there's, will be there for you there. yeah yeah it's just that horrible sense of especially when it first happened of not wanting to burden people mm-hmm. yeah and that just I think is something that stayed with me quite a lot yeah for a long time yeah yeah. We heard it here, people. <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> you thirsty? I'm, I'm, I'm really thirsty. I'm I was, gasping I for another martini. Like, I, ran, I ran here, <laughs> had a martini, and now I'm like, get yeah, me some water. I can't more. drink like I used to. <laughs> uh, right, before me. you go, please do drop anything you want the listeners to know about where they can find 60 postcards, a tag, a shout out, anything that you want them to know about before you go. Okay, I'd say... And how they can get involved in 60 Bucks. Oh, yeah, okay, that one. Well, I want to give a shout-out to Anne, who told me... Who, who in a grief, um, good grief session by the New Normal Charity lads, <laughs> Jack and Ben. Big up the boys. Love, love, love those you. guys. Um, Anne said something, something really... Like, really important, and I think it makes sense for the 60 Postcards thing, is that, like... It's being honest with yourself about how much you can give. So for me, mm-hmm. 60 postcards, I want everyone to join it, but I also need people to know that I use 60 postcards yeah. like I do my grief in that I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't now, I dedicated so many years yeah. to it, but yeah. now I do dip in and out, in and out like, and again, like mm-hmm. when I'm really passionate and, and love it. Yeah, and of course, inspired, if anyone yeah. reaches out to me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to them straight away. But in terms of the project... I think yeah. for me it's very kind of like yeah. I just thought it's important to say and that. And I think people understand and respect that. I yeah. think in especially in the work that we are all doing and the audience is obviously predominantly bereaved. They yeah. understand that, you know, sometimes our tank does run a bit low. Yeah. And that oh, guys, we're giving wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> Shush, please. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um just and they'll understand off. that. Yeah. You know, we can't run on a glass half full. No, of course. But that said, yeah. <laughs> but that said, please no, do, please <laughs> do get involved. Yeah. No, currently, I did did set up and thanks a big thanks to Jack from the New Normal Charity for this mm. and a Jackie few, boy. few of few of my few of my bezies as well who really helped me just get that going because it just felt there felt a real need to pick it up again. Yeah. The only sad thing is that I feel like sixty postcards is very much about these messages being left for strangers to find mm-hmm. but in covid times it's a bit like well people yes, might worry true. yeah you know. yeah but that said you i love people to write a postcard yeah about their um lost loved one mm-hmm. just little 
parts of their personality, something mm. that maybe you haven't shared for a while. Love like, that. I love reading them as well. And so you can submit that, um, share it online. But actually, I'm now, and this is a bit of a, like, a, if anyone can help me, <laughs> I'm now wanting to do something physical, but, like, so use a space, a wall, yeah. a window, you know, a walk-by where people can send postcards to have up oh in there. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe, like, a community centre or something. But I think... These postcards need to be seen Absolutely. by strangers. Yeah. And yeah. the only way in COVID times, I'm thinking, is a window display. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you can get involved at 60postcards.com mm-hmm. and at 60postcards and write a postcard, hang on to it, but something's coming, hopefully, yeah. somewhere to yeah. like. And if you can't take it out and leave I it somewhere, yeah. we're going to find a way. <gasps> yeah, I'm excited. Guys, if you can help, please do, please do. And just, honestly, <laughs> you just saying that then, I'm already thinking of people who I can think of. Um, <laughs> please do. It's really beautiful. I love reading them. I love reading them online. Just little, like, golden nuggets of people's loved ones. And it almost lets you kind of, the little stories that they give in it kind of lets you imagine yourself. Like, yeah. what, the information of what you've got, yeah. you can kind of run away with, how you might have perceived them. That's just me just thinking of <laughs> what, what would they have looked like by the sounds that they've said that. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yeah. Rach, thank you so much for this. This has been so, so lovely. Thank you for having me. Now for more martinis. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> Grief gang, take care. Lots of love. Bye. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed it and it set your week off to a great start. Whether you've laughed a little, cried a little, I mean, I think crying is good for the style, or you've resonated with something that was said, thank you for listening and spending time out of your day to do so. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review and subscribe. In doing so, you're ensuring that lots more people get to find the Grief Gang podcast and hopefully help them too. If you're not already, check out the Grief Gang on social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I'm most active on the Instagram page where I love, love, love to connect with you all. For now, take care and big, big love. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.